0: Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Don't Come Here Stories of the Treasure Coast. I'm your host, Dano, and today we're going to take a look at art and culture on the Treasure Coast. Stick around. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Don't Come Here Stories of the Treasure Coast with a focus on arts and culture. Today with me are some highly influential Treasure Coast residents who would love for you to subscribe, rate, and like this episode right below. We'd truly appreciate it. So without further ado, joining us today, a prestigious panel of art and culture ambassadors from the Treasure Coast. We have Dulani Claude. Welcome. She is the proud representative of the St. Lucie Cultural Alliance. And Nancy Turrell, the executive director of Martin Arts. Welcome, thank you. And Michael Nafziger, the artistic director at Indian River Charter High School, as well as Schumann School for the Visual and Performing Arts. Thank you. Thank you all for being here today and welcome. We'll do an Around the Table Orangin story conversation. We'll start with Dulani. How did your intersection, Dulani, with arts begin?
1: Wow, actually um, during my childhood. <laughs> okay, tell us. <laughs> I, um, I used to do performing arts, um, stage, theater um, from childhood, and I was into modeling and acting. I actually went to a modeling and acting school uh, went to a competition out in New York when I was 16 and 17.
0: <laughs> you were born on a stage. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> so from there it started, and I, I um, even here while I was in school here at the local college, um, which was then Indian River Community College. Yep. Um, I would uh, drive down a lot to Miami to do extras on movies. Oh, neat. <laughs> and um, any famous movies that were looking for cameos? You know what? Burn Notice. Oh,
0: Burn Notice.
1: <laughs> right <"Brightened.">
0: too. <laughs> Too, Nance. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so um, I was an extra um, for two episodes, and um, Burn Notice that was filmed down in Miami. Very um, And I also did some smaller budget films that were independent films here locally. So this, um, it's still really a passion. I've done a lot of additions. Um, it's fun. <laughs> Excellent. No, exactly. And
0: the arts. It tends to be fun. Uh, I don't want to take too serious a look at it, but I love the origin stories and how uh, your lives intersect with the arts, and people are very much interested in it. Um, Nancy, how did you cross a degree uh, that focused on meeting or marketing and business administration, philanthropy, development, and with all of that in mind, how did you get a focus on arts and culture?
2: Well, you know, in... You know, as a younger person, I was in choir, I was in band, my parents took me to museums, and so I was always sort of that audience member. And so when I was getting my business degree in marketing, I didn't want to go work for an unnamed soap company or something like that, and have a very sort of what I would think to be a boring job. I wanted to help communities. (laughs) And so I wanted to work in the arts and cultural sector in the fundraising, marketing, and now administration.
0: Outstanding answer. And tell us about, Nancy, if you don't mind, just to kind of uh, continue with this, your creation of Women's Giving Circle.
2: Sure. So. Uh, women are by far the largest donor sector to arts and culture across the country. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so that was one thing. And the other thing was there was no dedicated source for arts funding in Martin County. And so I thought, well, let's create a women's giving circle focused on The arts, and so all our members, and it's growing, we've got over 40 members, give $1,000 a year, and then they give grants out, but they make the selections. They review the grants, they make the selections, and give back to the community.
0: Interesting, that brings to mind, what are some of the criteria for getting a grant?
2: (sighs) It's really, you know, the beauty of it being private donations is that it can be pretty widespread. Got it. Um, They do individual artist grants. If an artist has a project, um, they do projects in the schools. They do projects in arts organizations. They do projects in social service agencies that are doing arts and healing or things like that. So it's really all over the board.
0: That's fantastic. Outstanding. And Michael, let's get some background on how the arts have affected you and how you've taken that. Interchange of thespian to dean of education uh, for the new Theatrical Learning Center, among your many accolades, uh, and your current role in molding young minds.
3: Well, thank you. Um, I, think, I think it's important to, to note that I didn't start out wanting to be involved in the arts. I was an athlete in high school, and I went to an all-boys school, and my sister went to an all-girls school, and she said, we need some help on a show it was uh, guys and dolls, and I said, I'm, "No, I'm a football player, I don't do theater, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> and she said, "Do you realize that it's uh, an all-girls school and you'd be the only boy in the production?" And so I said, "Sign me up." <laughs> I and, um, and when I was, my whole job was to move a set piece out, and that was it. I moved it out and I brought it back, and that was my only job. But while I was there, I noticed something. Unusual. I noticed how kind and accepting and, and the community of the theater and the people in the arts and how well they treated each other. And I was hooked. And I, um, I, I've been doing it ever since then. I've been involved in theater, dance, uh, music, singing, all of the arts um, ever since. And it uh, ended me up, I went to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. The Treasure Coast is my kind of my journey. Um, and I've wow. been here in the Treasure Coast for 13 years. And we didn't plan on being here. We planned on going back to LA or Chicago or one of the sure. big cities. But we fell in love with the community. We fell in love with how much art was here. Um, and I fell in love with the school that I'm now uh, the artistic director for and have now created another art school in the community of the Treasure Coast because of
0: the love of the arts. That is beautiful. That's a great answer. And we will focus a little bit more on that. Let's elaborate a little bit more on the Theatrical Learning Center. Is it adult-themed or open to all ages to participate? Is it done by uh, age groups and or, uh, let's say, um, do you rate them based on like an evaluation process?
3: That's a great question. So, it's the brand-new program, and it was started um, through a realization that we needed a theater program or an art program that taught students not only the dance, the singing, the, the vocals, all of the stage or performance parts, but also sewing costumes and doing makeup design and hair design and building sets and programming lights. And so we're trying to create this well-rounded artist. All aspects. Um, and, correct. And it started off, the, this summer is the first camp, and that's for k- grades th- uh, 3 through... Eight, and they're putting on the production of Aladdin Junior right now but then also in the Neat. evening there's classes for all different ages including adults so the theatrical learning center the TLC is a place to teach or expose people that have never been exposed to the arts um, and give them opportunities that they wouldn't have in any other setting and so it's all ages all types all backgrounds anybody who's welcome is welcome
0: Michael, your accolades run deep for sure, but having some coast-to-coast evaluation and now residing here on the Treasure Coast, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. Sure. And compared with, let's say, Los Angeles, what do you make of the talent here that you're working with on the Treasure Coast?
3: Well, it's, it, in my opinion, the talent is the same. There's no difference in talent, but there is a change in attitude. Um, the, the people here on the east coast of the country tend to be more humble. <laughs> Nothing okay. against LA, but they tend to be a little bit more humble and easier to work with and more open to suggestions or trying something new or experimenting. Um, and uh, the traffic's not nearly as bad either. <laughs>
0: no doubt. I've heard traffic nightmares no, from Los Angeles. Gracious. Well, tell us about, and and again, we're, we've got more round room uh, conversation, round table conversation, but tell us about East Coast Encore.
3: So that is a production company that I started in my spare time. Um, And what we do is we go and we typically we provide sound lighting and entertainment to non-for-profit fundraisers at galas. So if the Humane Society is having a gala, we go in, um, my students, my technical theater students and I, we provide sets, sound, lighting, and then if they want, we also provide entertainment for it. Sometimes they'll give us a donation for our time, but most of it, it's trying to teach my students that using the arts to give back to the community is the best use of the arts, hands down. And so any opportunity we have to collaborate with non-for-profits in our community, we do that.
0: Dulani... How can we get the stigma of art being canvas and oil, rather than the creative thinking process that goes into it?
1: I think that we are on our way um, with this newer generation even and with technology and social media. um, I feel like there's been a lot of improvement, uh, whereas, a lot of artists are no longer calling themselves artists or painters. They're calling themselves creators. Um, Truly. And um, yes, they and I, I think that we are making the change. And right now, um, even with the St. Lucie Cultural Alliance, we're involved with the schools. And um, we have programs that are going on about um, not just painting, but um, ACE, which is um, Art Conserves the Environment, where we're doing a lot of recycle art. Um, And that's not just painting. The kids are really going out of their way, are coming up with some really cool and creative things. Uh, We have members at our gallery that are actually clothing designers. Um, So, and I try to emphasize on that a lot. And you know my love of theater. Yes, I do. (laughs) And so I try to emphasize on that a lot, that it is the arts and not just, you know, art being just painting. Exactly
0: drawing, painting, no. Even though that's where a lot of the creativity stems from as a young child. We have a pencil, we have a piece of paper. We start letting these imaginations roll out. Um, There are those that have excelled in life more than others. But I'll ask you the same question, Nancy, as we're talking about art and culture on the Treasure Coast. We want to make sure that there's an emphasis on art, but how do we ditch that stigma of just a canvas and oil painting rather than that creative thinking?
2: You know, it's really, it's something I address every, you know, I've been there for over 20 years, and it's something I address every time I talk to a Rotary Club or a Kiwanis Club or something like that. I'm like, the letter S in the word arts is the most important letter in the word because it's all of the arts. It's not right. just art as a painting or, you know, two-dimensional thing that you see in a gallery. So um, the creative sector is so huge. I you know, There's, because there's the like we are today on camera, and then there <laughs> <Yep>. are <laughs> all the behind camera. The sector is so deep and so big, and there are so many career opportunities in the whole industry that um, one of the things we've come across so often is that parents really steer their kids away from pursuing anything mm. that they're interested in in arts and culture, and be it an actor, musician, or an artist, uh, painter. Um, because they're afraid for their kids' sustainability and long-term livelihood. And so, you know, that is something we're constantly working against.
0: And not understanding or accepting the fact, if we could change the A in STEAM to C, for instance, creativity, people would get it. Mm -hmm. They would understand, but because they see See arts they think of what immediately is conjured up in mind, which is a pencil, a pad of paper, and a bowl of fruit. That is not the creative thinking process behind the art and culture and how deep it goes, as you mentioned.
2: But without, you know, some exposure to stage as a kid, how do you get up? I mean, an attorney who does prosecutions for a living and stands up before the judge, I mean, where do you get those skills. That's right. You get them from perhaps being on stage as a younger person. So, I mean, there's so many levels to it that people just don't think about.
0: And continues. So the question Mm -hmm. I'll bring to you, Michael, how do we get the public's perception? And you're, I mean, right in it with students. How do we get the way institutions and educators approach the arts uh, to eliminate that stigma and to further benefit future endeavors based on the creative thinking that is so vital Mm -hmm. and the backbone of arts and culture? That's a great question.
3: I think the best thing to do is kind of cross-pollinate. And, um, you know, so if we do a theater production, we make sure that we have traditional visual arts hanging on the wall, but if we're doing a gallery showing, we make sure that there's a jazz band in the corner or somebody's doing interpretive dance. Um, So people that go to see that standard visual arts by default are exposed to the performing arts. Great. And anytime you can do that type of overlap is great. But also at at the school that I'm, I'm the artistic director for, we require our students to go to attend cultural events to graduate from our school. And so if they're in the theater department, they're not allowed to go and watch theater. They need to go to the visual arts performance, they need to go to a jazz performance, they need to go to a guest lecture, and even watch podcasts and do a report on a podcast as, as counts for one of these cultural experiences. And by exposing them to that, and it, this has happened where I've you know had one of my theater kids go to a dance performance and say, well, I really wanna do that now. I'm like, God bless, go for it. you know. So I think any opportunities that we have where we're putting our art our, our art out there, that we put other
0: pieces, other d- disciplines of art involved in it as well is a great way to get that exposure. These are outstanding answers. Thank you so much. I told you we had true ambassadors of arts and culture here on the Treasure Coast. And speaking of which, let's run down a few of the cultural centerpieces here on the Treasure Coast. We've got the Children's Museum of the Treasure Coast, the Elliott Museum, A. Backus uh, Museum and Gallery, the Highwaymen, the Vero Beach Museum of Art, Navy Seals Museum in Fort Pierce, Stewart Museum, the House of Refuge, along with the Treasure Coast Model Railroad, McClarty Treasure Museum, the list is rich, and we are rich in culture and the arts here on the Treasure Coast, but how are we promoting this abundant art and culture to visitors? We'll go to Nancy.
2: Sure, Uh, we are doing all kinds of things. I mean, one of the best things we can do is work with our local tourism offices,
1: Put part of this, this together. program.
2: Exactly, we are all in this together. Good peeps. Um, on the regional level, uh, St. Lucie Cultural Alliance and Martin Arts, we produce or co produce a magazine which is then found in locations all over both of our communities. I would love for it to stretch to Indian River as we grow, and I think it would be great to have a Treasure Coast magazine that Let's is make the push. 100% all arts-focused. I love it. Uh, it's a great idea. And But, you know, websites these days, YouTube channels, all the social media, anybody anywhere in the world can see all, any of that at any time. So I think being mindful to put good programming up on our sites attracts an audience, too. And so, well, I need to go there because look at that great production they're doing. That's right,
0: that's right. And that's what draws people in, captivate their minds. Um, and let's do this, Let's can you expound upon that, Delani?
1: Yes, actually, aside from the events that are happening here, there is a lot of um, public art. Um, and sculpture, and as Mike mentioned before, there is a lot of crossing go- happening in the art right now. And one of the things that's happening I really enjoy seeing is the sculptures now at the botanical gardens. Certainly, I think it's really cool. So one of the projects we're working on now is um, putting together a list of all the public art pieces, where you could have a complete list for the uh, for St. Lucie County of all public art and sightseeing areas that tourists can stop. Um, and take a look at all the public art pieces, murals, and sculptures, all included. Sidebar. I was married at the Botanical Center,
0: <gasps> under the banyan tree. Oh, so romantic. <laughs> it was hot, I couldn't wait to get it over with. Bagnans, tree. And please. you think
2: of the technology, I would love for us all to get to a place where there's, you know, the little scan QR code on each of the public art sculptures that people can pull oh. up, and then it shows you around where's the next closest place to go, whether it's a facility or another piece of public art. Wouldn't that be great?
0: See, creative thinking. It's alive, it's well here on the Treasure Coast, it's in this room. Michael, what are we doing to bring visitors to the Treasure Coast.
3: I can speak for Indian River. They've got the Cultural Council there that has a calendar that most of the theaters and museums post their events on. But again, I think it comes back to people just really gravitate to social media now and as much as we think it's a distraction for the young kids which it can, be. It's, also it can a, be, it's also a great catalyst to just get people involved and to see those productions that are going on. And I agree, I think putting really good quality bits of art up on those social media platforms is a great pull to, to bring people in and to get people interested. And it's funny, we're competing with that device as artists and as teaching artists, but at the same time we're so dependent on that device to get the information out. So, it's just walking that fine line and finding that balance of when to use it and when not to. Um, but, uh, you know, Indian River and the Treasure Coast as a whole is great as different artists and different disciplines really support each other, come out and watch each other's productions, go and see the different gallery shows. And I think just that community of artists and people seeing that trust and relationship in the community of artists has an effect that gets other people to want to be a part of it as well.
0: And that's great. And, and again, we, we hate to go back to it, but if you wanted to highlight any of those community gatherings and local productions, social media tends to be a great way to advertise um, the direction that you're heading. Uh, the unfortunate part is we want you to get off of social media and watch <laughs> the productions the, and, and enjoy the arts. And
2: be there 100% and, when exactly. you're there, right? Be present. It, yeah. it,
0: and, and for us to educate the youth and how important young minds are in molding the future of arts and culture, especially on the Treasure Coast, we have to accept the fact that they are inundated with social media messages and ways to get that across. It's going to take creative thinking on how to intersect both of those and keep that, that same um, ide- ideology of arts and culture evolving. It's got to evolve and it's got to go through it with the help of Americans for the Arts, the agency in D.C. N- Nancy, th- to benefit the promotion of audience growth, how do we grow the audiences?
2: I think it starts in the schools. It starts when you're in Great pre-K answer. or kindergarten right. or whatever age, if... And it's, you know, my, I know my, I'm trying to think exactly when it was, but I know, for example, in ninth grade, I grew up in upstate New York, put us on a bus, brought us down to Broadway, and I saw Annie as a ninth oh. grader. Oh. You know, so, you it's know, if you've got to have the experience of being in the gallery space, in the theater space, at the concert. There's an etiquette there. We need to, and it starts there. Excellent. Um, our arts education programs, I know, really. I always say that they're not there to create the next Picasso. They are there to create the audience, so that the seats are filled and the art is sold.
0: These are wonderful answers. Thank you so much, and, all of you. Um,
1: to add to that, please, please, yes, do um I. There's actually a lot of changes I noticed happening. For example, I did not learn about the high women until about maybe five, six years ago. Um, But now the schools, the middle schools and the high schools are actually doing highwaymen exhibitions. The kids have been coming to our galleries for the last um, two years. And they've been exhibiting their highwaymen-inspired exhibitions there. So it's quite, including the school that I went, where I went to high school, is now doing it. But I learned about it um, just five, six years ago. Much later. This tells you that there's been a change. There is a growth that our audience is growing. And we're now reaching... um, a younger, a younger group, um, the up-next, next-coming artists.
0: <laughs> Delana, it's so important that we expose these young minds to the brilliance that was the group of the highwaymen. Just sit down and do it. And for those that are intrigued by the deep arts and cultural environment here on the Treasure Coast, How can the curious reach out and become involved with the best-kept secret that shouldn't be? The Treasure Coast should be world-renowned for the amount of arts and culture and the depths it runs here. How can we get in touch with you if we want to get involved in the arts and culture, Nancy?
2: Sure. Um, So our website is martinarts.org. Really easy. Our name, our website, everything is martinarts.org. You can come see us in person at the Courthouse Cultural Center, which is in downtown Stewart. Um, But martinarts.org, you can sign up for our e-blast, which comes out at least monthly. And uh, that's the first part, is knowing what's happening.
0: That's right. That's right. That's the leg up. Julani. how do we get in touch with you? And how do we find out more about the St. Lucie Cultural Alliance?
1: Sim here. You can go to our website at artsaintlucie.org. That's A-R-T-S-T-L-U-C-I-E.org. Um, it is also our um, handle for all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, of course, um, Pinterest. Um, and we use the same um, hashtag and handle across the board, Uh, and um, on our website, you'll also see information about upcoming event, including a very big one that's coming up starting Labor Day weekend, um, September 3rd, and it's going to be the Levitt Concert Series. It is a 10-show, yes, very exciting. Um, It is a 10-show series starting September 3rd and ending November 5th. And it is very, it's going to be a community event, a lot of music, different genres. We have rock and roll, we have country, we have jazz. Um, so each Sunday, it's going to be a different uh, um, different artist and a different genre. And um, yes, and really, it does. Um, yes. and, and, and and
0: how much exposure
1: and it giving shows. the
0: community to this beautiful music.
1: It is a completely free event, free admission, and uh, we're yes, free event, free to the community. And thanks to the Levitt Foundation, uh, we're able to offer this to our community. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but Once yeah. again, more
0: information on that. What's the website?
1: It is artstlucy.org. Artstlucy.org. Thank Correct. You so much. Thank Lonnie. you.
0: And Michael, one more time, I know that you've gained some popularity here, probably a few more students. How can people get in touch with you? Sure,
3: of course. So, involved? It, for the, the Theater Guild, which is the, the Theatrical Learning Center, the TLC, that's Vero Beach, uh, Vero Beach Theater Guild.org. Um, and then for Indian River Charter High School, which is the Schumann School for the Visual and Performing Arts, that's IRCHS.org. And something exciting about that is it's our 25th year anniversary this year. Um, And so we do something that's called the VAPA show, the visual and performing art show, where we bring all the different disciplines of the art and do this massive performance on our outdoor dome facility. But because it's our 25th year anniversary, we've invited all of the alumni from the past 25 years to come back and either attend or perform in this production. Um, Neat. And it's a timeline of the growth of the school. So every year for the 25 years, we're either going to do a song or a dance or an instrumental play or a piece of artwork that represents that year. And so you'll see the growth of Vero Beach and the growth of the school over the 25 years all performed by the students and the alumni of our school. That
0: is outstanding. Well, you guys are rich. Thank you all so much for your valuable time. Let's spread the word that when it comes to art and culture, there is no shortage here on the Treasure Coast. And remember, don't come here, but enjoy all of these arts and cultures and stories of the Treasure Coast.